Welcome to another edition of the Stoutcast podcast, this time in Roseville, California at Monk's Cellar. And this is, first off, let me describe the place. The, the pillars here are like solid, looks like solid oak or maybe walnut. Um, there's like lots of arches and we got barrels. We got a seating area with like couches. Um, it's, it's a cool place to come uh, enjoy some fine stouts and we're happy that you're joining us today. We've got Brian Crass, who's the head brewer, and we got Todd Moffat, who is not the head brewer. <laughs> and of course, I'm your faithful servant and host, Bob Moffat. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven stouts today that we're gonna roll through. Um, and before we do that though, first, Brian, tell me a little bit about the establishment, how we got formed, and you guys brew things unlike anybody else that we've run across so far. Yeah, so um, I actually came on about a year ago. Their first head brewer was retiring, um, so I stepped in and kind of filled his shoes. But Andy Klein, our owner, he's a 25-year industry vet, brewed at Sacramento Brewing Company years ago, brewed for Beermans, and yeah, he kind of steers the ship. We specialize in a lot of Belgian and English beers. That's kind of been what we've focused on since the beginning, uh, about five years ago. And now that I'm on, I want to do justice to that, but also bring in kind of the newer, trendier beers. We have a pastry stout that I brewed um, that we're going to taste. But yeah, doing some kettle sours and, and things like that as well. Okay, tell me about the the way that the beers are brewed it's from it's it's different it's an open open cask yeah so we have open fermenters and um, they're over here to my right basically it's just kind of a big bathtub almost a big vat very traditional that's how they do it in in europe it provides a little more ester a little more yeast character um, to the beer and um, we really like it for our Belgian and uh, a lot of our English beers. Is there a monk sitting in the bathtub at the time? <laughs> no, not, not right now. We're still looking to hire a monk, so if you know anybody, let me know. Fantastic. Monks from all over will be applying in droves. We'll, we'll give up the contact information later. All right, so we're going to start off with the least as we do alcohol content and end with the most, which is going to be the one you just pulled out of a barrel downstairs. We are going to do the Bike Dog Brewing Milk Stout uh, out of the can to start with. 4.6% alcohol by volume. We just did an episode at Bike Dog because Bike Dog really is the reason why this whole thing started. When we ran across it and said, hey, there's a thing, something else besides Guinness. And then we just started looking for more. And so the Milk Stout, according to the label, is a comfort food basically a slice of chocolate cake and a glass of milk combined into a multi-layered adult beverage, pours in an impenetrable onyx with a tight light brown head and emits enticing aromas of milk, sugar, chocolate, and graham crackers. The alcohol low is low, but the complexity is high. So we will pop this. And while I'm pouring it, let me ask you uh, your preference as to whether you like uh, CO2 or nitro uh, for anything, and especially for a milk stout? I think mostly I prefer CO2, um, but it really depends on the beer. Um, some beers just present really well with nitro, um, but others, um, the CO2 kind of helps bring aroma. Um, nitrogen kind of mutes that aroma a little bit. Um, 
So it really just depends on the beer. Um, but overall, I think I prefer CO2. Todd, your thoughts? On CO2 and versus nitrogen? Yeah. I, I actually, tasting it, I actually like the nitrogen. Um, I don't know, just the tiny bubbles makes for a creamier Oh, creamier head, in my opinion, but and you've always wanted to be Hawaiian, so I mean, yeah. there's that. I mean, Don Ho's, it's I mean, it plays like on loop in the Moffat House, like 24 <laughs> 7. All right, I have uh, I've tried the I've tried this now twice, I'm gonna go for three times. You had this when you were at Bike Dog, we did not have this when we were at Bike Dog, which is ironic or coincidental or stupid, one of the two, but we had what we had is we had their Babaris, um, which is uh which was really good and yeah and actually there um what we had there the one that we did have uh, actually ended up getting one of the few excellent ratings on the Stoutcast um last year okay um this reason and the reason i, I asked about the co2 versus nitrogen because this is co2 and it's to me it's like it's it's kind of like almost like seltzer water it's kind of like overly carbonated and it's i don't i don't like I'm not really crazy about that just kind of thing that's going on in my mouth. By the way, we have a, a moratorium against the words mouthfeel because it's snotty. <laughs> but, it's, but people come up with new and amazing ways to say it, or they just don't care, and they just like hammer it into the ground like saying it multiple times. So, um, yeah, it's, I'm, not, I'm not crazy about it. I'm not either. Um, to be honest, I'm not. This is not my favorite stout. Yeah, I'm really glad we didn't have this while we were at. I think dog. it's. I think it's. I think it's. I don't know. It's just my opinion. I think it's really for a milk stout. It's a lo lot more thin than I than I'd like it to be. Um, you know, I, what's the alcohol content on this? Four six. Yeah, it's it's low. Um, I don't know. Just just it's not going over well with me. But it's thin, and I'm not getting any of the flavors that are promised, yeah. which is always a problem. Your thoughts, right? I um, I like it. It's uh, one of the beers. I mean, this and their Mosaic Pale were probably the first two beers that I fell in love with uh, with Bike Dog. And um, yeah, it's it's a little bit thin, but it's 4.6 percent. Um, you know, the milk milk sugar kind of helps bring some out. I'm not going to use that word. Um, <laughs> the feel of the mouth. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, you're added. Um, but yeah, I, I really like it. I mean, it's um, almost bordering into like a kind of a sweet porter in a way. Um, it has kind of those toffee and, and that light roast character. Um, and I mean, this is something I could drink any time of the year, any, you know, any situation. There is that. I, I, it, it, it's, 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 it's not... It's not a bad beer. It's just it's just not what I'm looking for in a stout. It, I, porter is actually really good. It's just a notch above a porter in, in my mind. I, it's it's almost hard for me to take this serious as a stout. But I, I've got to agree with both comments and, uh, completely. Um, the rating system is you know first out for for taste for the experience uh, for what they promise and what they deliver. Uh, excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, or cat. As in, would not feed it to said animal. <laughs> Brian, your thoughts? Um, I would say good. Um, I tend to go more towards the imperial stouts, higher alcohol, um, more roasty. But um, I wouldn't be disappointed with this at all. And the cat wouldn't get any. Todd? 
Uh, well, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with good. I'll go with good. You sure? That yeah. looks like a generous, benevolent well, good. I, I wasn't as favorable as uh, uh, the uh, the brewer here, but um, I, I'm gonna. I was thinking about dialing it back a notch, but I'll, I'll go with good. What that really means is I really want to give it a fair, but I trying to be really nice this year. It's like I, it's something. Is it, was it like a I, New Year's resolution? I, I like Bike Dog. It's a nice place. So it is a nice place. But our job here is to be I honest, understand. and I'm going to give it a fair because okay. I think that's what it deserves. I think it's. I, th- I think it might actually be. I don't know if it's misclassified or not, but it's awful close to being a porter. Um, I need do need to uh, explain the uh, label, which is a. Crazy cool. tan with uh, a slobbering cow, slobbering black chunks of stuff. Uh, the cow's mm-hmm. eyes are crazy because it may have dropped acid, and um, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely different. This is the new labeling, uh, by the way, for uh, for Bike Dog. So um, please, though, check out the previous episode to check out that one because we fell in love with that beer. So all right, thanks to that, and then all right, what do we have next? We have the Guinness 200th Anniversary. <laughs> export stout it is the blue tan and blue uh red label now he doesn't have to be diplomatic though it's not a local (laughs) competitor so yeah well neither neither do you yeah (laughs) and really i mean this is pretty simple it's guinness um we know pretty much what to expect but this is going to maybe be a little different let's see what it says this year marks the 200th year anniversary of the First Guinness export from Ireland to the U.S. to commemorate the momentous occasion. We brewed the beer inspired by entries from our 1817 brewing logs. 1817. Guinness was using a black patent malt to give the stouts their deep, dark black color. This new brew is complex and smooth with balance of roast and sweet chocolate. Has anybody had this? I have not. Yeah. Never had it. There was a Guinness put out a uh, what do you call it? Like a gift pack or like a multi beer uh, pack with this and a uh, Antwerpen and I believe the regular Guinness and then another kind. The last I believe it was the last year. This one's sitting in the fridge for a while. It's got a sweeter smell certainly than the uh, than the milk stout. Yeah, I get a lot of graham cracker actually. Yeah, more on the kind of the pastry, maybe uh, s'mores kind of area. Smells good. Yeah, it's um, you know, I mean, I think this kind of goes to the the traditional Guinness. It's a little, it's a little bitter. Um, there's a little bit of that aftertaste, but it's not bad. But yeah, I can see where this would definitely be a take on or the original recipe for what comes out in the brown cans now i uh yeah i like it i think i'd give it a a good i'm not crazy about the taste it's a little it's a little thin maybe but it's not very what is it six percent alcohol so yeah i'd give it go good brian yeah i'd go good maybe a toe into the fair um category um i think for an export stout it is a little thin um but I, I would drink it. I wouldn't wouldn't mind this beer at all. Todd, yeah, I'm gonna go good. I would I would drink that. I, I don't think I'd want a six pack of it, but I would definitely drink um, one or two of those. 
Um, I yeah, I think it's I think it's sort of classic Guinness to to a degree. It's got a little fruitiness, which I think you might expect from the foreign export. Yeah, it's um, a byproduct of the yeast. Um, I'm sure they're using English yeast on this. And, uh, yeah, it provides some of that kind of fruity um, ester component that a lot of American stouts don't have. All right. Um, I think we described it. Yes, we did. And on to number three, Carl Strauss Brewing Company. I'm excited about this one. The Bonfires Blazing, a sort of cream-colored label with a well, a bonfire on the front. And it is a golden stout, I think. Oh, it's out of San Diego. I think the alcohol content, I want to say, is 8 uh, 7.5. I was way off. We need some progressive lenses. There. I tried progressive oh. lenses and I walked out like, looking like I was like the, uh, um, like, like, like Rick Moranis or something. And, uh, <laughs> and, and what was the, what was the, Honey, I Shrek the Kids? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the sequels when he got blown up or I don't remember. I, I don't think I ever actually watched the entire thing. So Golden Stout, um, Brian and Todd, first Brian, is a Golden Stout actually a stout if it's not made <laughs> with moss it's not brown uh i wouldn't consider it a stout um it's kind of uh i don't know a sign of the times um of just american and california specifically uh brewers just kind of using the ingredients that they have to make unique interesting things um i mean the color on this is a little bit hazy kind of a I don't know, dirty blonde sort of a color, but um, I mean, it's. How are they getting away with calling? How are they getting away with calling it a stout? I mean, actually, what 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 defines a stout per se? I mean, it, 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 just the fact that it's got no hops in it. What I mean, what's? Well, even then, they have how stout has hops. Well, in it has I mean, hops but, in but it, but I mean, it, just it, just it, a lighter no. a lighter hop bill. I, I I'm just curious. What, what in your opinion as a brewer, what what defines a because we're seeing a few of these now, and, yeah, and, um, and it's weird. A big part of that is uh, the roast character, yeah. and I haven't smelled or tasted this yet, but uh, most of them use coffee and or chocolate um, to kind of impart the flavors that you would get with a roast malt, um, just without imparting the color. But you can brew a stout without those ingredients. Um. Not really. Really? Uh, yeah. Really? <laughs> um, I mean, it's that's where the color comes from. Is some kind of roast. I thought malt. the color. I, I thought the well. I I thought the color came from the color comes from the malt. Mm -hmm. So you're not talking about actual coffee and actual chocolate. You're just talking about the, the flavor profile. Of, in yeah. In the golden stout, they use actual chocolate, actual coffee, to mimic the flavors of coffee and okay, chocolate okay, that, gotcha. that the malts impart. So that's the difference right yeah. there. Is it the flavor in a in a real malt, a real stout is coming from the malts. This is sort of contrived by adding chocolate and coffee to it. Let me read the label though and see what they're promising. It's golden hour, time to reflect on the day, dust the sand off your blankets and surround yourself with good friends. The night hasn't turned dark yet, so why should your beer? Introducing nine bonfires blazing. Oh, I missed the nine part. Oh, that's what that is. I just thought it was a sickle or a, I don't know, a something. So nine bonfires blazing, the ninth installment in our 12 days holiday series, just like sweater weather in San Diego, 
The winter warmer is quite the oxymoron, brewed with coffee, vanilla beans, and rolled oats, but without roasted barley. Blonde in color, but has all the aromas and flavors of a bold American stout. Pop open a beach chair and join us. Tis the season for sharing stories. Happy holidays from California. If you were blindfolded and you drank this, you wouldn't know what color it was. I mean, I, they did a good job, I think, of mimicking a stout. But it's 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 golden. <laughs> it's I can see through it. I, I think they. What's the point? <laughs> I think they got the smoothness and the lack of acidity and the lack of aftertaste. There's not. There, I don't sense any hops in here at all. It's very smooth, but in a blind taste test, I wouldn't know what I was drinking, and I was, certainly wouldn't say it was a stout. So, but is that? Is that the flavor profile of the golden you stout? I, I would. If I was blindfolded and drank this, I, I, I wouldn't think I was drinking a stout. Yeah, I, I think it's in stout territory. One thing that, that always clues me into the use of coffee in a beer is I get a little bit of kind of a bell pepper kind of quality from that. I definitely get it with this beer, and typically that's only from coffee in beer, not roast malts. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's stout-esque. It's, I think it's okay, and uh, I mean, I think that you could do a better stout with yeah. conventional ingredients. Yeah, what, what's the point of this? That's, that's what I, I'm just confused by. It's like, it's, why, is it just a gimmick? Yeah, it's okay. novelty. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, look at some of the labels. I mean, we, there's, I, we, we tried out a beer the other day. It was called Clown Shoes. So, I mean, there's anybody. You know, brewers will try anything. I So, uh, fair for Brian? Yeah, I'd go fair. Todd? I'll go, I'll go good. I actually, I don't hate it. <laughs> I praise indeed. Uh, I'm still confused. I mean, just, just as a beer. I don't know. I still don't know what the point is. But just as a beer that I want to drink, it's 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 not bad. I'm getting the coffee. I'm also getting this kind of weird, sweet aftertaste. And I'm guessing that, I believe there's vanilla. I'm guessing that's the vanilla, which I'm not crazy about that flavor in beer period. Um, you know, they deliver what they promise. So normally I'd probably give it a, a fair because I drink it. It's better than drinking, you know, mass produced, whatever, water, light. But it's not that far off from mass-produced whatever lager light um, or pilsner or whatever. So yeah, I, don't, I, I, I think you're full of it. I think if you if you if you weren't if you if you were blindfolded, I don't think you would have said that at all. You know, I'm calling the, you on that, Bob. You know what this reminds me of? What's, Seriously, what? this reminds me of a flat Miller High Life. <laughs> I think that's I think that's unfair. <laughs> have you ever have you ever spilled flat Miller High Life in your coffee? No, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> is that what you're thinking That's, it is? Okay. I, yeah, I don't. Um, I, I don't hate it. I um, I'm not crazy about it. I drink it, but I it's. I, I they deliver what they promise, which we always I always give really I try to give extra credit for. So I'm going to go fair to good just on that. But otherwise, as far as my enjoyment of it, I'm. 
I'm like I'm I'm in fair, but kind and benevolent dictator Bob Moffat <laughs> will go fair to good. But you know, it, it's a it's a great talker. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next one we have is a beer that we don't know how to say. I was guessing Elysian. Your guess was Elysian. Elysians. I had an Elysian once on my side of my face. I had to have surgery to remove it. Uh, all right. It is a very colorful bottle. Uh, comes in a bomber size. It is a dragon stout. Uh, the dragon is green. The underbelly is red. The rest is sort of a, a combination of orange and yellow that surround the dragon. And let's see what else we can find out about it. It is, I believe, 8.1%. Where's the lead? Uh, Seattle. Yeah. Oh no, artwork by local Seattle tattooer and good friend Joe Who. We like that. They're, yeah. they're one of the uh, they're one of the uh, Budweiser um, subsidiaries. So it was a brewery, and then Budweiser took it over. Exactly. That's still okay though. If they're still making the same stuff they want to do, right? I mean, I know it makes. <laughs> I know. I know it gives you a twitch, but it's. <laughs> I mean. How much is Budweiser, from your talking to people or, or word of mouth or whatever, how much are they really coming in and saying, okay, you have to brew this this way? Are they relying on the crafters to continue crafting? They are definitely scaling their recipes. And, um, I mean, I've seen, not with all of their brands, but I've seen some changes. I mean, longer shelf life, definitely. More consistent, definitely but less flavor for the most part. Um, and I mean, Tin Barrel, their same case, they were out of Bend and uh, they're brewing some of their stuff in Fairfield now. So basically I've offended you by bringing this into your establishment. <laughs> My apologies. Let's read but, what- But it's getting hard to avoid it. There's so many breweries that have been bought by InBev and the big guys, you know. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, and how do you blame them? Well, I mean, they, there's they, offer, they write big checks. They write big checks, and and for the the major breweries, I mean, they've seen you know their cut of of the market decrease dramatically because there's a brewery on like every is it, corner. Is it dramatic though? I don't know that it's dramatic yet. I, I think they're still selling a lot of the Miller and the Bud and the Bud Light and the Coors and the Coors Light. I I just I. What do, you, what do you know about that? I mean, is it is it is it really dramatic percentage that they've cut into it yet or not? Um, well, I know Miller High Life took over as the highest selling um, full flavored light light beer, I guess, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. or American Lager, I guess. Yeah. Um, so they they took Budweiser's crown. Okay. Um, so Budweiser's definitely their market share is shrinking. Um, but not and do then, craft beer necessarily, right? Or, or I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's um, you know just changing trends, and some of that is craft. Some of that is just other. You know, people are trying new things. You know, they're not quite as loyal to one particular brand as they used to be. Dragon's Tooth Stout, an imperial oatmeal, rich, velvety, complex chocolate, oats, and citrus. Opened the doors in 1996 in Seattle. All about taking chances. We already mentioned the artwork provider. And we love that when they say who did the artwork because artists are people too. And uh, it's very cool when something like this that's mass produced and that's sent out there that, you know, the artist gets gets some love. So, Todd, you've already uh, you've already taken this one through one run. 
This is terrible. <laughs> I, there's nothing about this I like. How do you like oatmeal stouts generally? I, I can deal with an oatmeal stout, but this I just do not like this at all. Okay, um, can deal with and like are two very different things. I don't like it, man. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> it's, it's just got a lot of flavor. It's got a bitterness to it that, that I'm not down with. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what they were trying to do here. That's just my opinion. But. All right, you so, want to just go ahead and give it a rating now? Uh, it's somewhere between well, let's, cat. Let's go around the table. All right, I'll, all right, all right. I'll, you want another shot at it? Just give it another try. Or are you, you good? No, I'm no, good. No, he's good. All right, Brian. Um, I tend to agree. Um, <laughs> Thank you. It's <laughs> the expert I, agrees. <laughs> uh, oatmeal stouts are one of the beer styles that got me into craft beer, and um, I mean, I really, really like oatmeal stouts. This. Um, you know, it hides the alcohol well. I wouldn't guess it was 8% just by taste, but I think they went a little heavy with the roast malt and it just has this kind of acrid, like a little bit of acidity and um, not quite the mouthfeel that I'm looking for in an oatmeal stout. Todd Moffat is such an angry, bitter person to begin with that when you <laughs> add on extra acridity, I'm gonna make up a new word if it, um, that yeah, it's just, it's just something you can't handle. Um, you know, I like it. I, but really? I, I, I do like it, but I get I get what you're both saying. It definitely has that over, it almost it almost seems like they maybe like left it on a little too long. <laughs> you know, and then you're scraping off the burnt part off the toast. That's kind of that's where I'm, I'm going with this. But I still, I mean, compared to the Golden, I, and as far as a stout goes, I'm like, yeah, this is definitely a stout. I, I can definitely taste the roasted malts and, um, I would drink that golden all day, every day over this. I just, I don't know. That's just me. Well, I'm going to take one more sip. Even though it's fake stout, <laughs> as we've determined. Yeah, I okay. I like it. I think they I think they overcooked it a little. There is a little bit of an aftertaste. Uh, delivers as promised. I'd, I'd probably go good-esque. I don't know if I'd go to very good. I think it's I think it's good. I'll go with good. I think we're at the bottom of the scale from the other Mr. Moffat. Yeah, what's that level that you wouldn't feed it to your cat? cat. Yeah, I'm 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 there. I'm there on that one. That's like your first ever I think it is my it's the worst rating I've ever had. Yeah. I'm just not a big fan. And I and I like uh, some of the beers from Legion. Um, but not this one. All right, Brian. The bar I would has been set pretty well. Probably low. go on the low end of fair. Um, That's poor. We got we got cat. Uh, he has to be diplomatic. Cat poor and I, fair. Yeah. I would put it into poor territory. <laughs> um, I mean, I would drink it, but I wouldn't be real happy about it. And uh, I'd definitely be looking at the board, trying to decide what I was going to do next. There you go. There you go. I'm going to cap it and take it home and drink the rest. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think it was fine. By the way, uh, my favorite, uh, going back to the conversation about the Golden Stouts, my favorite, Miller Highway. That's probably my favorite, uh, my favorite lager is Miller Highway. That's just what my, my father-in-law loved drinking, and so it was at his house, and I'm like, yeah, if I had to choose that between Budweiser. I didn't think you'd like anything other than Stouts. I thought was, that was your whole deal. In fact, I think you told me that once. You don't drink anything other than Stouts. I really don't anymore. Okay. Um, 
again, my uh, since my father-in-law passed away like several years ago, my opportunities to drink Miller High Life have like decreased dramatically. <laughs> so, all right, next up, Almanac, which has a cool can. I'll say that about it. Um, it is B O O S T Boost. Ah, Boost Coffee Stout, Almanac, nine percent out of Alameda, California, stout brewed with coffee and vanilla beans. I like the coffee accent, but I'm not crazy about vanilla, so I don't know how this is gonna work. It's a bold and decadent stout, turbocharged with coffee and vanilla beans that will invigorate the senses. Has hops in it. Huel Melon? What do Huel Melon hops mean to you, Brian? Um, it's a German hop, fairly new. Um, came out probably, I don't know, eight years ago, I would say. Um, Kind of a melony quality. Um, I don't know how how that's going to come into play with a stout, but I'm interested to see. All right, chocolate malt, oats, crystal malt, Maris Otter, and Carafa Three. Uh, this is. Did I say the alcohol? I think it's nine. Yeah, it is nine. All right, so. Whoa! All right, it's a little you're, fuzzy. You're, you're, you're getting the guest here. Come on. I got me too. Yeah, well, Does that count? <laughs> you probably should let me do that while you're holding the mic. I'm multitasking. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it is. Uh, boy, that's that's foamy and creamy. Yeah. It is. All right. There is no doubt that this is a stout with the uh, the depth of color to it. So. Given what you know, Brian, what are you expecting? I'm expecting a good beer. Um, Almanac is probably one of my favorites out of the Bay Area. Um, I noticed this thing has the Made With Admiral Malt's um, seal on it. Um, they're neighbors, literally right next door. And Admiral Malt, it's a like a craft malting company. And they do some really good flavorful stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Is this down on the uh, old former base? Do they, yeah, is that, exactly. is that where, yeah, yeah. Well, All right. This smells, this smells fantastic. Ooh. Oh, well, yeah. best of the bunch so oh, far. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that's now you're talking. And I mean, the first thing you get is you get creaminess, and then you got bam coffee, mm -hmm. which is what the what they're promising. All right, Todd, you go. That's outstanding. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a coffee stout fan anyway, but that's one of the better ones I've had. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really liking that. Smooth, creamy. All of that, yeah, and then, and then the coffee, and then the coffee flavor, yeah, which I, I like coffee. So. That's good. If you like coffee, I think yeah, this is probably. Yeah. All right, Brian. Yeah, this is uh, pretty much exactly what I'm looking for with a, um, a coffee stout. Um, it tastes like a stout, but it's got that like espresso aroma and just that, you know, heavy like roast coffee flavor that integrates really well. I, uh, I concur. I'm trying to right now, I'm trying to find something wrong with it and I'm not coming up with a lot. I don't really like coffee, so that's kind of a personal thing. But as far as what they're promising, and as far as compared to what I've had before, I, I, 
not not having found anything particularly wrong with it. I got to go at least with very good. Um, I might change my mind after I have another one. Todd, your thoughts? I'm going. I'm going excellent on this one. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's, this is one of the better coffee stouts I think I've ever had. I, it's hard. I don't. I don't drink a ton of them, but it's just. Yeah, it's good. I'm going excellent too. It's. Um, I mean, it promises on everything that it, that it says it does, and. Um, you know, it's not overly sweet. It's not, um, you know, bitter. It's it's very well balanced, and uh, the coffee is really well integrated. It's it, I think balance is a great word for it. It's uh, it is a little sweet, which you maybe not expect from the coffee, because uh, generally if you over coffee or over caffeinated or whatever, whatever you want to say, then it, yeah, it turns in turns in a little bitter, and it, somehow they manage to avoid the aftertaste, and that always seems to be a thing with coffee. So. Yeah, I don't want to jump into excellent just because you guys did, but I'm trying to. I'm having a real hard time avoiding it. Um, I can't think. I re, I, I can't think of a coffee that I've had more that I that I liked more. I'm. Oh come I'm, on! I'm, I'm gonna go come very. On. I'm gonna go very good slash excellent. It's okay. gonna make the board anyway. If you're not crazy about coffee, well, guess what? You probably shouldn't buy it. You wouldn't want to drink a lot of this either. It's a. It's a nine percent. Nine percent alcohol, but uh, for what for what you get, I think it's well money well spent. I think I think absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, well, yeah. cheers cheers to them. Yeah, and we've got two more. The and Brian, you're going to have to tell us about this. So this is um, fluffed or floofed, I guess. If you, fluffed uh, or floofed? How do you know how to pronounce it? Oh, it has uh, the um, the umlauts over yeah. the ooh. <laughs> Um, so this is a Fluffernutter inspired stout. So it's the second bottle release that we've ever done here. Big imperial stout. We added uh, 50 pounds of peanut flour. So what is that? About 10 pounds per, uh, per barrel. We added vanilla and we added marshmallow to it. It was actually a vegan marshmallow. I'm really happy with this beer. Um, it's currently our highest rated beer on Untapped. I haven't had this in several months, so I'm, I'm excited. I, I got a question. What is a vegan marshmallow? Is it a free range marshmallow? Yeah, is it, free. Is it cage free? Cruelty free, cage free. Um, no, it's actually a, a Smucker's product that's made to go on ice cream. Um, it's more of a sauce than an actual like fluffed marshmallow. Um, but for our purposes, um, we just—I really like the flat, the flavor of that. Um, I actually went to the store and uh, swiped every marshmallow product I could find at the grocery <laughs> store and did a little research. And um, yeah, just had a—you know—without the fluff, without that air fluff, it, it had a little more flavor and um, was kind of what we were looking for for this beer. Todd, you brew beer. Ever uh, ever gone to the store and cleared anything off of any shelf to make anything? Marshmallow is not an ingredient <laughs> I have experimented with yet. Yes. Uh, All right. Sure. Here here we go. It comes well. It has the uh, the wax top, uh, the cream wax. Do you guys color the waxes depending? Are yeah, you we, yeah we get um, wax colors depending on what we're it's cool pack. what bottle. Very cool pack. All right, and you haven't had any in a while, so why don't we give you some? All right, so it's very plain labeling. Uh, has the cream label with 
Looks like leaves, perhaps, or nuts and leaves or peanuts, something. Peanuts and I think it's like a vanilla flower. Or oh something. yeah, maybe. All right. It's it's very it's 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 simplistic. It's like an outline <laughs> of a painting. Most of the time when I when we do these labels, I don't think about them too much once it goes to the printer. Not your department. Right? <laughs> and the floofed is uh, in uh, red letters with the monk seller label in the middle with Roseville, California on either side. Todd has already smelled and said, oh boy, your thoughts. Wow. Wow. I'll, that's what I'll say. I mean, it's different than anything we've had yet today of these other five, but this is. This is good. Very good. I mean, it's. it's this is. This is dessert. Is it, does it fall into peanut butter yeah. or does it fall into dessert? Um, yeah, we're, it, it's a pastry stout. Yeah. I mean, we went real sweet with it. Um, you know, it's supposed to be thick, sweet, real flavorful, definitely a dessert. Wow. All of that. It's all of that, yeah, yeah. But I like it. I mean, it's, it's not something I'm going to drink a ton of, but it, it has a nice little nightcap. And it's 14? Is, that, or is the next one 14? This is 12.3%. I was way off. 12.3 is still hearty. That's got a, I mean, you can definitely, you know, just because of what you told us, we know where the sweetness comes from. I mean, the marshmallows come shining through. And I mean, the, the dessert or pastry stout is, is really where this lives. Um, because I don't even get the peanuts that much, and I'm grateful because I'm not a huge peanut butter stout kind of guy. Um, I mean, it's fine. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't like Reese's. Yeah. So if I don't, if you don't like Reese's, then you know, peanut butter <laughs> stouts are kind of wasted on me. I mean, it's honestly, it's, it's probably, it's, it's a little more sweet than I would like. I'm just not a, not a but it, but for what it is, it's, it's, it's really good. I mean, I, it's just. You did you did a nice job putting that together. I I, I, I feel like, and that's not just because he's sitting right here either. <laughs> yeah, we have. Uh, well, you know, it's not. It's what's what's nice is that this comes out of a bottle and it's still super good. I think we often give brewers maybe like grades that are a step above just because it's coming right off the tap. Um, but for what you're promising and what you're delivering, this is this is very good. It is awfully sweet. Um, and that's probably the only knock against it. Um, I, mean, I mean, I think if it dialed back a little bit compared to the bitterness of the peanuts, the balance might be like right on. Still, though, you're delivering what you promised. So, I mean, very good is that's very good. This is and this. I mean, this would be great around the fire. Yeah. And you know, the kids can have the marshmallows and the s'mores. <laughs> mom, mom and dad can have this. But this yeah. is, we're comparing it, it's, it's hard not to compare it to what we've had, and it's just so very different than what we've had. So I, I think you got to be, you know, you got to be cognizant of that, that it's not anything like these other styles. Is this available do you, anywhere else but the brewery, or do you? Uh, no, we did brown 300 bottles, uh, maybe a little more okay. than 300. Sold out, I believe in a couple of days. Wow, yeah. Um, yeah. So... Yeah. How, how is the release, how is that going for you guys as you release, you know, whatever it is as far as selling out? Or are you producing more, uh, scaling back? What's kind of the strategy? It's kind of dependent on the beer. Some beers, like, I mean, big sweet stouts like this are kind of popular. So we tend to package more of that type of thing. 
where we just released a um, Belgian quad aged on port oak. And um, we did about half the bottle count. And we took us probably about three weeks to sell out on that one. So it really is just dependent on the beer. I think that stouts tend to have a little more following. I feel like stouts, sours, and, and to a lesser extent IPAs are kind of what people are, are chasing. But we've had a lot of success with our other stuff. We have uh, barley wine. We're actually getting ready to release a barrel-aged sour. It's conditioning in bottles right now. So we're, we've been doing a lot of things, but I think the stouts are what's resonating the most with people right now. All right, um, I put in it very good. You? Yeah, I, I'm gonna go very good for for what it. Yeah, for what it's it's delivering what it's supposed to be. Yes. And we've run out of water, which is perfect because we have one more. And tell me about this and where, what stage are we at to end a sentence in a preposition? <laughs> if you end, though, if you say to end a sentence in a preposition, then you didn't end the sentence with a preposition. See how that works? It's grammar. All right. Nice. All right. What do we got? Um, so this is our uh, Divinity, which is our second highest rated beer on Untapped. Um, this was our very first bottle release. The first beer that I actually packaged, it was, it was my design from start to finish. So it's, it's a very special beer for me. And this has been sitting in a Buffalo Trace barrel for almost a year. It's probably been about 11 months so far. Okay. This is, a, this is a stout with hazelnut and cocoa nibs. It is, it is literally so thick you cannot see through it when you hold it up to the light. Because <laughs> I am holding it up to the light and I cannot see through it. I, so I know there's a lot in it. Woo! Yeah, it's it's it's, it's com yeah, it's complex. Uh, it's there's a lot going on there. Ooh. So what was the uh, what was the alcohol? I'm, I'm assuming it was is it barrel aged? Mm -hmm. And uh, forgive me, did you already mention where what you soaked it in? Yeah. So th this um, it was a chocolate hazelnut stout. Um, 13% going into the barrel. Um, we haven't tested it. We don't know exactly what it is now, but I'd say a lot. Yeah, north, <laughs> north of 13. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the first time I've tasted the barrel in, in a few months. And I think you guys are actually the first ones outside of a few people at the brewery to taste this. Oh, nice. Cheers. We're, we're special. Cheers. So Todd's, the, Todd's already finished his. What's and you the, got a well, you, you gave me about a half, half more. an ounce. Yeah, I'm going to have some more here. Um, what is the plan for this? Uh, 11 months, you said it's been in the barrel. Uh, when do you want to start selling it? Um, I mean, tasting it right now, it's, yeah, it's there. About, yeah. I think it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll treat it with some more nibs and hazelnuts, toasted hazelnuts. And... Um, probably be packaging this in the next month or two, I would say. And what will adding the, the nibs and the hazelnuts do? Do you think it's a little too boozy right now? Yeah, I think the, the barrel is real prominent. Um, yeah. And the first, the first beer, the, the unaged version that we released, um, it had a lot more roast character. Um, that's died out in the year that it's been sitting in the barrel. Um, so, you know, hitting it with some more um, adjuncts will just kind of bring the complexity, um, add a little bit more character to it, and um, 
kind of be a little more true to what the original beer was. I, I look forward to the addition of of those flavors. It's a little it's a little boozy right now, and I think you're right on on pace. So I mean, as it sits right now, I'd say it's it's very good, but I think it's got a, a really I think it's got a great shot at becoming excellent once you once you add it out and balance it out a little bit. So, Todd? yeah, I, I I agree wholeheartedly. I I, I want to come back in a couple months when you're you know <laughs> yeah. when you're ready to go with this and it, it, it's close. I agree, but there's just a it needs a it needs a just a shave off the edge, you know. Mm-hmm. It just and and I think it'll be right there. But it's you're on the right track, man. This is good. Thank yeah. You. I think carbonation will uh, yeah. will help that as yeah, well. That's, yeah, I was gonna say there's you know this we're drinking flat stuff here, so it's. Uh, <laughs> I like flat stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He's Brian Crass. He's Todd Moffat. I'm Bob Moffat. We're all related in some way, shape, or form from somewhere <laughs> down the line. The love of beer. The love of beer. I want to thank you for joining us on the Stoutcast podcast. Remind you that there is a website that is associated with this. There is a Cliff Notes version with each one of the beers and our ratings and a little bit about them. Uh, also links to the brewer sites on those pages. There's also a beer list, which uh, totals now 143 as of this episode. And each beer has a link to the, those episodes so that when you're in the store, you can check it out. Uh, and then we have the best of list, um, which uh, I think we're going to be adding this one to it. So hopefully you'll have us back so we can we can try some more samples and we can try yours. And um, I think we'll hold off probably on rating this one because it's it's incomplete. It's not yeah. done yet. I don't think, th- think that's fair, but we're I think we're really excited about coming <laughs> back. So, all right. Thanks, gentlemen. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Stoutcast.